In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. Was, is, and always shall be. So today we celebrate the great feast of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm sure that it was apparent in the hymns and the prayers, and if it wasn't, it will be shortly as we begin the Vespers of the so-called kneeling service, but it's the Vespers of Pentecost. And we will hear three lengthy prayers, although they're not as lengthy as they are prescribed, they're, they're uh, shortened for pastoral concerns, but these beautiful prayers express so, so profoundly and so essentially the message of Pentecost. Because we pray on this day as we do throughout the services and from the beginning of our lives, even before for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is who reveals God to us. God became one of us, Emmanuel, God is with us. He was born, he became one of us in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He lived here on this earth. He ate with the disciples, he prayed with the disciples, he, he wept, he expressed emotion. He was, was very clear in what the Pharisees were not doing correctly in terms of their faith. And then he promised, as we heard just a few days ago at Ascension, that in 10 days he would send the Holy Spirit upon the apostles, the disciples who then became apostles, the one who were sent forth to preach the good news. And here we are some 2,000 years later with thanksgiving, with gratitude, or we should have in our hearts that the Holy Spirit is still alive and active and with us today. So very shortly, the Holy Spirit we will invoke to come upon us as we kneel in prayer. And we ask for that same power that he spoke about, that Paul spoke about rather, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are words we've heard time and time again, but is such a challenge for all of us to apply in our lives. But I assure you, if and when we do, we will be just like the disciples on that day that we heard in the epistle. What was the first words that we heard in the epistle today about from the book of Acts, right before the descent of the Holy Spirit? When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Or as we hear, they were of one accord. They were of one mind. They were of one heart. Let us open up our hearts, as we say in the liturgy. So first, we must be of one mind, one heart, to be prepared to receive the Holy Spirit. And then we heard in the Gospel, He will come as refreshing water, to our thirsty, parched souls. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, said Jesus. For he who believes in me, as the scriptures 
has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now this is, he said about the spirit which those who believed in him were to receive. That's the message. That's the message of Pentecost. So the question then is, do we believe in this message? Do we believe, are we of one accord? Are we of one mind? Are we together? The hymn of the church, the hymn of our parish, and how blessed it is that our parish, the, 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 the community of the Holy Trinity, expresses this so beautifully in our hymn. O blessed are you, O Christ our God, who by sending down the Holy Spirit upon them, made the fishermen wise and through them, illumined the world, and to you the universe was ever drawn, all glory to you. I'm hearing some feedback, so I'm looking for John. So the hymn of our parish expresses this. And how many times have we heard it? We just chanted it three times. Thank you for doing that to give me some time. We'll chant it many more times here sh shortly. Yet do we really understand the message that these uneducated, unprepared really at that time, unwise, unsophisticated, individuals, men, how they were chosen by our Lord to carry his good news to the world. And here we are today, I say this again, because they were of one accord. They were of one mind. They were of open heart to receive this message. And they did. And the Holy Spirit empowered them. The Holy Spirit made them wise. The Holy Spirit, through them, illumined the world. That is the Holy Spirit, the very same Holy Spirit that came upon each and every one of us in our baptism. That is the very same Holy Spirit. He is the very same Holy Spirit who is with us when we receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When we come to the mystery of penance or confession, when we ourselves ask and pray for the Holy Spirit to guide us and strengthen us all the days of our lives. This feast of Pentecost is a celebration of hope, of real, lasting, abiding, eternal hope. The hope that our Lord brought to those disciples who then brought his message to the entire world. This hope that we still, on this day, look forward to his second glorious coming again. When he bestowed the Holy Spirit upon the apostles, he made them wise, and he makes us wise, because it is in the Holy Spirit that we know God. The Holy Spirit reveals to us, just as we say to the prophets, he revealed to the prophets the coming of Christ. So if you're looking for proof, the prophets, hundreds and even thousands of years before Christ, prophesied about his coming. We read it all through the Old Testament. And indeed he did. So the Holy Spirit makes us wise and reveals through the prophets of today those who are of one mind and one accord, whose heart is prepared and open for the living water. This is the message of hope. And this is also a recognition of his work that is done through his people as he pours out 
his presence upon us. So this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity this year in 2022 in the midst of all the noise, all the craziness, all the strange behaviors in the world. This is an opportunity for us to be receptive to the Holy Spirit and to be the very same heart that he speaks about so that living water, the Holy Spirit can flow into us and through us to the world. Last night in the Vespers, we heard three prophecies and one was a prophecy of Joel. I'm gonna read it. It's a little long, but I wanna read it to you. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the ser servants and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord has said and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. He will pour out his spirit upon all of us. Are we open? Are we of one mind? Are we of one accord? Are our hearts ready? We celebrate the fulfillment of this prophecy that Joel made hundreds of years before Christ. Hundreds of years before he's coming and over 2,000 years from now, the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit upon all of us. The fulfillment of the Holy Spirit upon the church. The fulfillment of the Holy Spirit in the life of the church. The fulfillment of the Holy Spirit upon those who love God and who walk according to his commandments. This new power, this new power has been given. And it's a power of recreation because the world is recreated. The world is recreated. It was a broken world. We speak about this all the time. From the fall of first man and woman, the world was broken. In Christ came that way back to paradise. And the Holy Spirit recreates the world from that time on to the time that he comes again. Our Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah and he said, Be appalled, O you heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid about this broken world. Be ye very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. They have forsaken me, the fountains, the fountain of living waters, and hewn out cisterns that can hold no water. Now we know from hopefully in our own prayerful reading of scriptures and understanding of the teaching of the church to faith about about forsaking the Lord, what it means to turn from Him, His message, His love, and His mercy. 
But what does it mean that they've hewn out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold the water? The fathers of the church would tell us they're speaking about the man-made religion, the, the observance only of the law. Because the Lord came with a new law to love one another, to love him and to love one another. But this man-made religion, this being a slave to the law, is a broken system. Because the law, the law of love through the Holy Spirit, is what he brings, this living water. Not this dead, broken cistern that can hold no water. This is man-made religion. And this is what he's speaking of. They said one thing, but their lives otherwise, the Pharisees. And we see that even today. So this is what our Lord is speaking about through the prophet Jeremiah. And again, he says in the prophecy of Ezekiel, I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes, and keep my ordinances, and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. The disciples, up until the time of Christ, they were prophesying about this, they were preparing. But when the disciples were there, as I said, they were there together. They had one mind, and they were one accord. And they were called to demonstrate this more than anything else that they loved God above all else, and that they loved. His word and his teaching all above everything else. This is what the disciples were called for. This is what even in scripture tells us they make this point. All of one accord and in one place. John Chrysostom, St. John Chrysostom says they were shown, they were first shown to be worthy and then they received the spirit as worthy. The disciples and apostles of the Lord were prepared to receive the Holy Spirit. Their hearts were eager to welcome him, their minds open to learn from him, their mouths trembling in anticipation to proclaim him. And so, my brothers and sisters in Christ, let us be just like the disciples, the apostles, and be of one accord, be of one mind, let us strive for humility with a heart open to that living water, an invitation of those apostles of Christ. Let us lift up our hearts as we together pray for the Holy Spirit to come down upon us today, that our hearts that may be broken be replaced with soft hearts of flesh, open to, compassionate, merciful, tender toward God and to our fellow human beings. To the Father who sent the Comforter for our consolation and our salvation, to his only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the all-holy, good, and life-created Spirit, be all glory, praise, now and ever, to the ages of ages. Amen.